It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. I'm Dana Perino. I'm Juan Williams. I'm Kennedy. And this is the Fox News Rundown. Thursday, August 4th, 2022, I'm Eben Brown. War means bloody fighting, starvation, displacement, but it also often means humanitarianism, and one such group has been helping to provide medical care, food and comfort to Ukrainians, both in-country and displaced, ever since the war started. Intense tragedy. Really, the only solution is is human kindness, acts of love and kindness. People who can feel they can help in some sort of way go out and do. And that's really the only remedy for these types of things. This is the Fox News Rundown War on Ukraine. Pull up a chair and join me, Rachel Campos Duffy. And me, former U.S. Congressman Sean Duffy, as we share our perspective on the discussions happening at kitchen tables across America. Download from the kitchen table to Duffy's at foxnewspodcasts.com or wherever you download podcasts. Relief workers are part and parcel of any crisis zone, whether it's disaster or war or both. They bring supplies, expertise and labor power to help rescue, feed, treat, clothe and evacuate men, women, children, the elderly, even pets. Such is the case in Ukraine. And you've likely heard of the International Red Cross and the United Nations efforts to aid refugees. But a volunteer force of emergency medical professionals from Israel has now transformed into a full-on relief agency while working in Ukraine. Either it's mass shootings or hurricanes or earthquakes. Uh, and in this case, there was a war. Um, and in, those, in, in certain instances, we've decided that our team can be of service or use to those people. Raphael Posh is with United Hatzalah. They're a volunteer rescue service in Israel, but they've also found needs to fill in other countries where emergencies and disasters strike. They've been operating in and near Ukraine since the start of the war. And U.S. volunteer Alicia Rigg, who up and left her life in Texas, is now extending her volunteer tour with them. Raphael speaks to us from Israel and Alicia from Kiev. Uh, we were in, in Nepal in 2015, in Haiti in 2016, uh, in the U.S. a number of times, uh, both with hurricanes Irma and Harvey, and after the Pittsburgh synagogue shooting, and most recently in Surfside with the building collapse. Uh, and now the, this year we had the, a war in Ukraine broke out. Our team was in Ukraine beforehand because we have a couple of international, uh, I guess, offshoots of what we do in Israel, and one of them was in Ukraine. And so because we already had a team on the ground in Ukraine prior to the war, who was active, and we had about 50 volunteers in, in three different cities, we saw that when the war broke out, we, we were able, we were very well connected to the scene that was already taking place in Ukraine. Uh, and we were able to provide relief immediately. Uh, we were contacted both by our teams in Ukraine, as well as the community in Moldova, uh, which is a neighboring country uh, where the vast majority of international relief organizations didn't get to. Uh, because they closed their airspace and uh, they're not an EU country. They're a very poor country. Uh, so the community there asked for our help. And we said, okay, we're going to send a team to see what's needed. Kind of a fact-finding mission. We sent that team already. The war started on February 24th and the, on a Thursday. That fact-finding team was already on the ground on Sunday on the 26th. And they said, we need more. We need just lots of more. There's thousands of refugees coming across the border. Uh, and we need help 
as much as we can for all these people because they have nothing. Uh, people were coming across the border with tiny little suitcases uh, with their children and their pets, and that was it. Uh, and we sent uh, we sent a team of 50 responders uh, that rotated in and out. We were there for very, very heavily for three months. Um, and uh, the teams were basically assisting the refugees in any way they could, regardless of you know who they were, Jewish, non-Jewish, anybody who needed help uh, received it. We cycled through the board, different border crossings and provided help immediately at the border crossings. We went to refugee camps. Uh, we c- took over a bar that had been closed because of Corona and turned it into a kitchen. And that uh, then we brought in a catering team because we're 6,000 volunteers, 6,200 volunteers that are, come from all different walks of life in Israel. Uh, everyone has different jobs. So everyone has different expertise. And some of our volunteers who were caterers came to Ukraine to cook food. And that's what they did. And they spent two months cooking food and they... Once they had the kitchen going, we created an industrial kitchen. They started creating like five to 6,000 meals per day for refugees around the, around Moldova. And there was a whole logistics team that came in and everything. It was, it was intense. It got to the point where the Moldovan airspace was closed uh, and we'd convinced them to open it for humanitarian flights. So we started flying refugees who wanted to go to Israel. We started flying them out of Ukraine. We actually rented planes. Uh, and some people even donated planes for us, different airlines donated planes for us to be able to help the refugees. We enter in, in and out of people's lives for a few minutes at a time, helping them, uh, you know, until the ambulance shows up and then takes them to the hospital. And then that's it. We say goodbye. And here we, we turn into a, an international relief organization, which was flying literally hundreds of refugees every day uh, across across borders to get them to a safe location. United Hatsula, it's it is a volunteer force and you've getting you're getting volunteers really from all over, including here in the United States. And uh, uh, Alicia Rigg, you are on this call with us. Uh, you are not just a volunteer, you're an EMT. But tell us why uh, this became a mission for you. You've been there for some time. You are in Ukraine. You're in Kiev. Uh, and uh, you, you've not only you've not only been there for a while, you're opting to stay even longer. So, what is driving you to do this? Why, why, uh, why spend your time doing this in a in a foreign nation that's not going through the the most easiest of times right now? Uh, when I was at home, um, it was February when obviously everybody knows uh, Ukraine was attacked by Russia. Um, but during that time, I was in the middle of my run for Congress, and I wanted to help, but I. I couldn't because I was in the middle of doing my thing, but my heart's desire was trying to find some way to help. Um, I lost my run and said, "Okay, well, I want to go to I want to go to the Ukraine now. I want to help, and I and I want to do medical, like two passions um, that I had." So, by the grace of God, I was supposed to go over as a team lead with uh, one team, but I couldn't afford it at the time. And then by the grace of God, I got on with uh, Veterans Without Borders who brought me over and I was uh, helping them with uh, supply supply runs and just uh, meeting with other people and doing different things with them. I, I went with them to do medical uh, with a couple of training units. And then after that, my mission with them ended and um, I flew solo for uh, two weeks. I was told that I should go home and I was like, I'm not going home. I haven't done anything really, I feel like, while I was here. So I flew solo, made lots of contacts uh, with people who started networking. Um, it's it's just amazing how, like, the path that I have, is like God's hand's been on it the whole time. You, you made your trip over there with Veterans Without Borders. 
Uh, you have uh, a history uh, with the military then? Uh, let's talk about that. Yes, I was a Navy brat. Um, and then all my brothers served in the Navy. Uh, my superpowers, I gave birth to a Marine. And I was married to a Marine for 18 and a half years. And that mission ended in 2012. And then I became <laughs> I became an empty nester. And uh, I just started doing um volunteering with different veteran organizations uh getting in the fight against human trafficking um i've just been a humanitarian pretty much all my life so what else are you doing as an emt over there because I, I would imagine that there's there's a need for your expertise so you it's one thing to go over and volunteer and help to unload trucks and feed people and whatnot but you have some specialized skills and it it is a war zone and uh it's not just soldiers getting hurt it's 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 regular civilians and stuff so what what are some of your stories what are what are the things you've seen so far that uh, you're gonna you're gonna remember and and tell people about when you get home i met a girl a ukrainian girl trying to raise money for drones to help with their their military to fight the russians she, she literally has a lemonade stand um it's italian ice but it's lemonade and she sells it and she stands there. She has a jar. She had raised some money, but now she's trying to get batteries and accessories and stuff like that. I met a family, Victor. He he lost his leg, um, I think, during the first, well, not the first, because it's still going on since 2014. And his wife translate as a volunteer for the Americans and the military, and the, the Americans that are helping the military. And now she's doing everything. Her brother, I met her brother. I went to the veterans hospital. He left the next day. So I gave him an IFAC, um, showed him how to use it and showed him stuff in it. Um, and he literally went to the uh, front lines in Zaporizhia, I think it's called. <laughs> Please forgive me for, for mispronouncing these words. She's taking care of her dad, who was also a veteran, became a pastor, is now handicapped, and her mom. Um, she has her husband's niece and nephews that live with them. They have no roof on their, like the whole top floor is messed up and it leaks. So I was trying to help them uh, raise money for that. Global Augmentation put a link out to help them with that. Um, just so many people. I, I got on with a local a Ukrainian NGO, Ghost of Ukraine, and they're training military with drones and um, medical and all kinds of things. We're speaking with two humanitarian workers who have been in Ukraine for quite some time during this war. Raphael Pash is with United Hatzalah out of Israel. Alicia Rigg is from the United States and is volunteering with that group on the Fox News Rundown War on Ukraine. We'll have more with the two of them straight ahead. What's making you uh, want to stay for another month? Uh, because you said you're going to stay for another month. And, and that comes at, at cost to you financially and, and certainly time-wise. So what, what makes you want to stay? The people are so nice and friendly. Like, they've lost everything, yet they've blessed me. Like, they feed me, they house me, they translate for me, they connect me to other people to help. Um, just so many things. Like, And their men are gentlemen. <laughs> like, they always open the door. They don't let you carry anything. Like, they're just amazing people. It, it gives me hope that I'm hoping that people will be more like them. They're in a war-torn country, yet they're still kind and loving and generous. And um, just seeing the devastation and stuff, I I just want to help them as much as they can with the, especially with the medical, because you don't have to be on the front lines. Like, yes, the front lines, they call it the red zone. 
But basically the whole country is a red zone because a missile can land anywhere, you know, it can hit anybody. And so we're just trying to help as many civilians and military learn, like, this is what you do. This is how, like, if you have massive bleeding, like, just to how to save a life and or how to save someone else's life. They don't have, they don't have that many, not everyone has tourniquets, so we're teaching them, like, creative things and ways, like, use a belt or, like, your purse strap or whatever you can do to, and then how to wound pack and stuff like that. Just trying to help them be able to fight and and also like give them some hope and let them realize like they're not alone in this fight there's other people america israel just different people coming from all over the world like our medical team alone you see all these international paramedics combat medics nurses coming from all over the world to help them also it's just i don't know i just i'm i'm happy to be a part of the good that is being done here. And Raphael, uh, your group Hatzalah is still, or United Hatzalah is, is not going to be ending its mission anytime soon. And you're also a volunteer force and you've been taking on volunteers like Alicia from, from other countries, not just Israel. Uh, what, what else is needed by your group going forward? Because this war is not going to end tomorrow or even next week. Both sides have pretty much dug in their heels here. Uh, and that means groups like yours will dig in their heels as well. So uh, here's a chance to put put the ask out. What is, what is it that you guys need between people and anything else? Uh, so they reach out they, they, through our website, which is uh, www.israelrescue.org. Uh, there's different ways and methods to, to reach out or to donate there, whichever is easier. And we'll connect them to the teams that are on the ground uh, in Ukraine and as, as well as the countries around. Uh, they're still providing support. I was also in Ukraine for a while. I was one of the volunteers that went in to rotate in and out. I was in Moldova. One person we should mention there was a was a doctor from Florida, and his name is uh, his name was Zev. He came uh, from day one and was with us for two months. And he was doing a lot of these rescue missions of medical people, people who were injured or ill and needed to get out of Ukraine just to get medications because very quickly in the war, Ukraine ran out of medication. Uh, there was no supplies coming into the country and people were using things up. Even among the refugees in Moldova, there was a shortage of medications. And at the rest of the surrounding countries, Poland had the same problem, Slovakia had the same problem, Romania. So in a lot of the things we were shipping and were these medications that there was a shortage of. And he kept bringing people out to the border countries and then bringing medications back into those who needed it. And it was it was something that's that's incredibly important to do. And, and people just stepped up from all over the world. And the kindness that was shown, one, one of the things that I've always believed to be true uh, and I think that, uh, that God sort of put us here in the world to do is whenever there's intense tragedy, really the only solution is is human is human kindness is is just loving kindness, acts of loving kindness that, that uh, come across from person to person. Uh, people who can feel they can help in some sort of way go out and do. Uh, that's really the only remedy for these types of things. Raphael Posh with United Hatzalah and American volunteer Alicia Rigg. Thank you so much, both of you, for joining us on the Fox News Rundown War on Ukraine. Thank you. Thank you. You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. Rundown. Stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. And for up-to-the-minute news, go to foxnews.com. Jason in the House, the Jason Chaffetz Podcast. Dive deeper than the headlines and the party lines as I take on American life, politics, and entertainment. Subscribe now on foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you download podcasts.